Madison's Alternative 1067, The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I am joined by twin sisters, Michelle and Melissa Macedo. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Your new EP, Paradise, came out in March. How is that going so far? It's going great. Uh, we're really excited about all the people that are listening and the turnout and um we're about to release another video for it, mm-hmm. um, but we've released two music videos so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. We're glad it's finally out there in the world. Definitely. And sitting on it for a bit because of COVID. Yeah. When I saw that you guys grew up in a musical home in your bio, I kind of glossed over it because it's it's usually the first line of a bio, but it sounds right. like your house was a little different. Can you tell us <laughs> about that? Do you mean about the ghosts? Yes. okay uh yeah we grew up in a haunted house um the property that my parents built it on was on a collapsed silver mine and uh, melissa and i always grew up kind of sensing things seeing things and things that we both saw we wouldn't walk anywhere in this house alone um there's definitely times when the piano played by itself we heard singing when no one else was in the house besides us yeah we had a few instances where friends would come over and we would all see something or something would move. And then from then on, they would never come over again. <laughs> and we'd have to go to their house if, you know, we were invited. So. Yeah, we actually had a birthday party in fifth grade and a bunch of girls were over. And then on the stairs, a man in flannel appeared on the stairs in front of all of us, walked down three steps and then disappeared. And all the girls screamed and ran outside <laughs> and wouldn't come inside until their parents came and picked them up. So, <laughs> Wow. Our house wasn't cool until high school when people wanted to be scared. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did your parents, do you have any other siblings or anything? Did anybody else? Yeah, we have two older siblings. um, One of our two brothers and one of our brothers definitely sensed it and was definitely, we would talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, our parents don't want to admit it but they have definitely experienced things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because we all have. I mean, there's been random times out of nowhere where like a light bulb will explode or, mm-hmm. or so that just kind of made us su- really curious about other worlds and like the supernatural. And we've kind of like been really into all that stuff. Melissa reads tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just really been fascinated with like connecting to the other side and what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you were ever encouraged or led down a musical path by any of those supernatural things? Yeah. Yeah, I actually do think so. Our, so our grandmother was a pianist, not by profession, um, but she used to play the piano on the radio. Um, And I do think she is associated with the piano that we have there because we inherited the piano or my parents did. And so we play, we played that piano a lot growing up and we could always sense her there or guiding us. And it's weird. I feel like whenever we sit down at that piano in particular that belonged to her, um, the, I feel like music ideas flow more easily. It feels like songs kind of write themselves more and that's, it's especially powerful around that piano. So we think we have guidance. So is that a guidance of mostly lyrics or of the music? Both. Yeah, it's both. both. Mm -hmm. It really like comes out in a way. And also like even writing in that house, I mean, it kind of made us fascinated with with what we don't see 
and what else is going on. And I also felt like we kind of picked up on some of the, we were sensitive. So we picked up on some of the emotions of Mm -hmm. these spirits. Yeah. So. It also shows how so many topics transcends generations, you know, break is something that everybody goes through, no matter if it was 200 years ago or, or today. Absolutely. Very true. When did you guys know that it was time to take your music out to the public? Well, uh, we were writing songs since high school. Michelle always wrote poetry. Since like, since like sixth grade. Yeah. We really start. Actually, fifth grade, we tried to start a girl band. We loved the Spice Girls. <laughs> so, you know, we would try and get yeah. our mi- middle school friends to definitely just be the Spice Girls. They weren't quite as serious about it. No. Um, and then high school came around. We started playing, you know, just coffee shops in L.A., then we both went to college um, and Michelle had access to a recording studio at her college. So we recorded an album. I yeah. would, I would go up to Boston. I was in New York and um, yeah. And then it kind of just like picked up. Like we were noticing that a lot of people, like we'd put it online and a lot of people were listening to it there. And so it kind of like kind of happened. We just put it out there and hope for the best, you know, or that someone would relate. Or it would, you know, move someone. Um, so, yeah, you know, when we first started writing, like, we couldn't, in the writing process, we could not write thinking about it, thinking about other people hearing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, having that, like, judgment or pressure on yourself at first when you're writing is not helpful. So we didn't even think about putting it out. We just kind of wanted to experiment with songwriting and singing and harmonies and all that. Is it natural for you guys to kind of split that up? Like when one person is doing something, the other one just kind of matches it? Yeah, we kind of go back and forth with ideas and we kind of like help each other hone it in or like, wouldn't it be cool if we did this instead, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back and forth and sometimes we're like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but ever since we were young, we've been doing that. Just like going in and like playing each other something and being like, what do you what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. You know, does this need more work or should we go with this? You know? So do you think it's more natural because you're twins than maybe like a brother, sister duo or, or something? Oh, definitely. Like, especially growing up, we would feel each other's pain. Even, even now, like even if one of us is nauseous or feels sick or something, the other one knows Um, even in kindergarten, like I fell down and hurt my knee and then went to the office and she was in there for knee pain. So I also think, you know, we have, even though we're very different people or we're almost opposite, uh, we have a shared common experience and we also have similar taste and we can also be brutally honest with each other and just get over it. I mean, if you have siblings or sisters, you know, you get a fight with them and then five minutes later, you're like, okay, like, okay, fine. There's definitely like a shorthand that's really helpful that I feel like is part of, you know, Mm -hmm. our flow. You have acted in addition to making music. Would you guys consider one of them a passion more than the other? Or do they go hand in hand just because performing is what you want to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. They, I, I feel like they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've always done both and we've always made it a priority to make time for both. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's tough, but also 
with acting, you know, you're auditioning and, and some things are more out of your control. And so when one is doing well or like busy or not busy, we can focus on the other, you know? So that's helpful. And I will also say the really nice thing about music is you can just create it. There are so many resources now, whereas acting, you know, you can always create your own content, but you know, there's sort of an element where it's out of your control completely. It's not necessarily like Broadway's in the future. It's not necessarily performing somebody else's music. It still has to be your music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Projects. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's all part of like, you know, using our voice and, and standing in our power and just using our own words, you know? Yeah. And we feel we have something to say um, as opposed to, you know, seeing other people's songs are great, you know, but we do feel like we have that creative energy. So why not put it out there? All of it. Just all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Your family is mixed race, Latinx and Indian. And you've said that it sometimes makes you feel like outsiders. How has that impacted the music you started writing and the music that you still write today? Yeah, you know, I feel like it has so much to do with our music because not only being mixed race, but being twins, um, being LGBTQ plus, I'm bi. And so all of that stuff, we've kind of always felt like we never really belonged anywhere. And part of writing the music was therapeutic for us to feel like, okay, how do we, how do we write out our experience right now? And in terms of the mixed race stuff, it's like, you know, we never felt like we quite belonged to one community over the other, you Mm -hmm. know, like we were too much of one thing or too little of another thing. So in a way that really drew us uh, to performing because it's sort of like, well, I am me and I can write from my experience and, you know, be able to stand in my power with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, I think it informs every, both things, everything we do. And I think with music, it's great because, you know, you can really, I mean, it's very cathartic. So you can really get it out there, you know, if you need to. Um, and kind of create your own identity surrounding it. You both said at different times now, stand in your power. And I feel <laughs> yeah. like that's something that brings you guys together. But again, like if you can't, you can't break yourself into all these little columns, you know, you are right. who you are and you just have to own that. And I think that's, I think it's a really powerful thing that you're sharing with the world. And I think more people should know that they can stand in their power too. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely agree. Yeah, Yeah, thank you so much. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times, and speaking also as women, it can be really, really hard to find your voice and stand behind it because there is usually, you know, backlash and and people who, who are threatened by it or don't want you to stand in your own power for whatever reason. Obviously, that's, their reason but that's it's super important to us because it's kind of like a, a a reminder that you need to keep giving yourself you know because we're tested all the time in these ways and you know so much in the world is going on and changing and it's really like I feel like it's such an important time right now to get that message across and to try and like live that ourselves obviously um because now is a good time to like be brave you know 
Um, so, yeah. yeah. You guys are from California and went to school on the East Coast. Where are you now? We're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Now we're in LA, back in California, the East Coast. We love it. Very cold. Very cold, as I'm sure you understand. Yeah, more more so, much more so. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we we grew up here, we love it here. Our family, our whole family's here. Um, So ultimately, we decided to come back. We do love the East Coast. Yeah, and we love traveling. I mean, we the last show we played before everything shut down was a week or two before it shut down in New York at the Mercury Lounge. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're hoping to get back over there soon when it's safe and get back, get around the country. Yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully all that will be coming back fairly soon. Did you know that you guys wanted to go to separate colleges and kind of find yourselves and be separated for a little while? Yeah, definitely. Yes. The longest we'd ever been apart before college was three days on an eighth grade camping trip. And it was really rough. And so we decided, you know, where we have such different personalities, we wouldn't be happy in the same place. Mm -hmm. And we also thought it was important to like develop our own identities as individuals. And, you know, it was quite, obviously quite, well, in some ways traumatizing, but in a lot of, it was very difficult, but very rewarding. You know, we'd always had the same group of friends. We'd always like been next to each other. Like literally and everything. And I was meeting people for the first yeah. time alone. With, yeah. Being like, well, you know, I have a twin. I have a twin. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how some people, you know, just didn't know, obviously. But yeah, we had our own friend groups and were able to kind of like, you know, figure out our own identities. Yeah. But Identity the- is super important, obviously, yeah. in, in everything we do. So yeah. And then we just came right back to each other. <laughs> yeah. Did that experience give you a little bit more feeling of being an insider oh yeah yeah a little bit because most people are on their own and are their own person and don't have that kind of built-in best friend next to them yeah so it kind of gave us an experience of like okay you know uh we love being twins but sometimes it's the first and only thing people point out and it's it was kind of nice to not have that for a little bit yeah that's how I started the interview. Twin sisters. Yeah. 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 Which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. We don't love twins. We don't not like that. But it was a it was a nice change of pace. Yeah. When I moved to Wisconsin, I noticed immediately that people started saying my name. And I wasn't mm-hmm. used to hearing it because I had always been Dan's sister, Mike's sister. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. So I was just like, oh well all of a sudden I am my own person and I think that's really liberating and you don't know it until you go through it. You know how it feels. Where did you move from? Minnesota to Wisconsin. It's not far. But still exactly like being around people who know your family, who know, Mm -hmm. you know, then all of a sudden you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. You can readjust anything that you want to leave behind or keep going and, Everybody should try it once, <laughs> even if you yeah, just definitely. It it's scary, but it's freeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My last question is: Do you have any favorite family recipes that you'd be willing to share for our feed the resistance segments? Oh. oh, you know, uh, a dish that we love. We're going, uh, which Goa is a Portuguese colony in India, 
and our dad is from there and they make this go and butter chicken. So good. That's amazing. And the difference between butter chicken, it just normal Indian butter chicken and go and butter chicken is coconut milk. And it's really delicious. And it takes, you know, a day or two to like marinate. But then when you put the chicken in and you cook it, it's just amazing. Definitely. We can send you. We can send you a link. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Michelle and Melissa from Macedo for joining me on the Disruptor series. We're going to check out your songs right now on The Resistance.